Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, September 23rd. I'm your host, Mike Mahary. Thanks for tuning in. You know how you go to the doctor and he tells you, this is going to hurt a little bit. And when those words come out of his mouth, you know you're about to experience excruciating pain. I kind of get the feeling that central bankers are using the same code. You know, it's pretty amazing how fast we went from inflation is transitory, you know, not a problem, don't worry about it, to now you're going to feel a little bit of pain while we fix this inflation that six months ago wasn't a problem. So this was FOMC meeting week, and as usual, the policy itself wasn't particularly surprising. The rhetoric that comes out of the Fed is always more interesting to me than actually the nuts and bolts of what they've done. Um, The Fed did raise interest rates another 75 basis points. The official rate policy is now between 3 and 3.25%. This was the third three-quarter of a percent rate hike in a row as the Fed tries to cool this transitory inflation. Now, This move was widely anticipated after the consumer price index came in hotter than expected in August. Um, In fact, some people were thinking we could even get a 100 basis point interest rate hike. But I think think the consensus was 75 is what we were going to get. And most of the time, the Fed delivers what everybody's anticipating. That's kind of the way it works. Now, the last time interest rates were this high was January 2008. You know, it seems like something significant happened in 2008. What was that? Oh, yeah, the financial crisis. (laughs) Lovely. Of course, we are now beyond the 2.5% level that sent markets into a tailspin back in 2018. Uh, We're at Great Recession interest rate levels. But don't worry. Things are going to be different this time because, because, because reasons. You're just going to feel a little prick, just a little pain, nothing to worry about. Okay, I'm just going to warn you, I'm a little salty today. A lot of sarcasm in this show, just saying. So anyway, in its official statement, the FOMC said it anticipates that ongoing increases in the target range will be appropriate. So in other words, plan for more rate hikes. The Fed also said the committee will continue reducing its holdings of treasury securities and agency debt and agency mortgage-backed securities as described in the plans for reducing the size of the Federal Reserve balance sheet that were issued in May. You know, that part's a little bit amusing because They haven't been following that plan at all. Balance sheet reduction is going way slower than what they outlined back in May. Now, don't get me wrong. The balance sheet is shrinking. It's just not shrinking nearly as fast as they said it would. In fact, uh, we talked about this about a month ago. They were actually still increasing mortgage-backed securities. Um, So, you know, and you might remember, even if they do follow the plan, it's going to take over seven years, nearly eight years to get back to pre-pandemic levels. So the plan wasn't impressive to begin with, and they're not even really following the plan. Nevertheless, the FOMC said it is strongly committed to bringing inflation back to the mythical 2% target. Now, unfortunately, by the Fed's own admission, that's going to take a while. Meanwhile, 
get ready to feel the pain. I wish there was a painless way to get inflation down, Jerome Powell said during his post-meeting press conference, but he confessed there isn't. So yeah, this is going to hurt a little. Get ready to feel a little pain. Now, Powell tried to sound all sympathetic. He talked about how the committee talks about people losing their jobs and how they're very aware of how this policy is going to impact regular people. You know, we care, blah, 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 but this has to be done to get inflation under control. Here's what really galls me. These people won't take responsibility for creating this mess. In all the patronizing rambling, you're not going to ever hear any of these people say, hey, you know, sorry we hosed you over. No, it's it's like inflation just happened because of some hazy reasons out there. You know, Rona or supply chain issues, greedy corporations, Putin, you know, maybe a touch of voodoo. And now our benevolent central bankers are here to rescue us. You know, it's going to hurt a bit. We're really sorry, but it's for your own good. We're here to make you better. Well, Jerome Powell, screw you and every one of your central banker buddies. Y'all did this. You printed trillions of dollars out of thin air. You forced interest rates to zero. Then you lied to us for months and pretended there was no problem. So you don't get to play white horse hero. I know. I know what you did. The rest of the world might not. But by God, as much as I can, I'm going to keep telling people so they're aware that this is your freaking fault. And you shouldn't be able to get away with this crap. I told you I was salty today. (sighs) Sorry about the tangent. Okay, where was I? I mentioned that getting inflation under control is going to take a while. And of course, this is even by the Fed's own admission. The central bank now projects that its favorite inflation measure, known as the core personal consumption expenditure index, isn't going to hit 2.3% until... 2024. And then they project it'll be 2.1% in 2025. So they're still not even below 2% in 2025. CPI actually reads higher, this this personal um, consumption index. That's actually understates inflation even more than the CPI. CPI is certainly not going to come down to that 2% range until 2025 by the Fed's own projections. So Basically, plan for a couple of more years of transitory inflation. During his presser, Powell specifically talked about rising prices for shelter, saying, quote, We're looking for it to come down, but it's not exactly clear when that will happen. It may take some time. Hope for the best. Plan for the worst. So, That's the strategy. Hope for the best, plan for the worst. You know, I think he really meant live in hope, die in despair, because that's really the best description of Fed policy I can think of. They are hoping against hope that they can get inflation under control before they wreck the economy. Meanwhile, we get the despair of high prices and a crumbling economy. And here's the thing. As bleak as the Fed's forecast has gotten, And we got to bleak pretty fast, right? It's still not even realistic. Projecting inflation will fall to 2% in the next couple of years seems like a plot from a fantasy novel at this point. As aggressive as the Fed moves may seem, they remain totally inadequate to rein in inflation galloping along at an 8.3% clip. I talked about this at length last week, so you might want to check out 
last week's show, if you haven't already. Um, I really dug in deep into how what the Fed is doing right now is not adequate to fight inflation. Um, they need to get rates above the level of inflation, right? They have never stopped tightening before the interest rate was above the CPI. That's kind of the, the metric. We need positive real interest rates. And look at where we are. We are basically at negative 5% real rates right now. I mean, that's still extremely inflationary. They're still creating inflation. It's this, this is the worst inflation fight ever. They're slowing the spray of gasoline onto the fire just a little bit, and then they're bragging about their commitment to fighting the fire. And if you look at their official projections, again, it's clear that they aren't adequate to do what they say they're going to do. Officials now project that interest rates will hit 4.4% by the end of the year, and they're going to top out at 4.6% in 2023. That's up from a projected 3.8% peak at the last FOMC meeting. So the estimates have bumped up almost 1%. But in order to tackle inflation, the Fed needs to push rates above the CPI. Again, I don't need to tell you that 4.6 is below 8.3. Now, they may not need to get to 8.3. So, like, if inflation starts falling um, and they're raising rates, you know, maybe they can meet in the middle. Maybe they could get away with five or six. But do you really think this debt-ridden, bubble-filled economy can handle 5% interest rates? I mean, honestly, I don't think it can handle 3.25% interest rates where we are now. We'll get to that here just in a second. The problem is monetary policy is still pretty loose given the level of inflation. Now, keep this in mind. These clowns pumped nearly $5 trillion into the economy in the span of about 18 months, two years. I don't think raising interest rates to 4% and then shedding a few hundred billion dollars from the balance sheet is going to fix this problem. You know, it's like trying to fix a car that was just in a head-on collision with some Bondo and duct tape. Of course, there's another issue at play here. It's not just about Federal Reserve monetary policy. Federal government spending plays a role in this inflation as well. I'll link to an article in the show notes page talking about just how much these uh, rate hikes are going to jack up the interest payments uh, that the federal government's going to have to pay on its debt and what a problem that is. Um, th here's the problem. Federal spending plays into inflation, right? The Fed has to monetize the debt. The government is pumping money into the economy. So that, that's, that's a big part of the problem. In fact, we talked about last week how even the central bank has acknowledged that it really it, it can't get inflation under control unless the federal government gets its spending under control. And there's no way these morons in D.C. are going to rein in spending. As soon as they have to acknowledge the recession, they'll start pimping for more stimulus, more spending relief. I guarantee you, especially if they start to realize it before Election Day, right? So, you know, the bottom line is, while the Fed's tight monetary policy is unlikely to end inflation for all the reasons we've talked about, it will continue to drive the economy into the ground.
As the executive director at Employ America told Reuters, quote, everyone should assume the Fed is committed to engineering a recession. You know, the Fed even concedes this fact. Thus, Powell keeps warning about the pain we're going to feel. But, you know, don't worry. The Fed chair said that once the central bank gets inflation under control, things will start to feel better for people. So, you know, look forward to brighter days in 2025, maybe. Let's be honest, though. This is really the correct prescription, right? I mean, we kind of need a recession. You need to allow the bubbles to pop. You need to let the economy settle out all of the misallocations and the malinvestments. You need a recession to cleanse the economy so that you can start over and, and get things right. And yes, that certainly would hurt. It's going to hurt. So while the central bankers aren't going to come right out and say it, you know, they're not going to say, hey, we're working to create a recession here. That's exactly what they're doing, um, to some degree anyway. The problem is the central bank seems to be wildly underestimating the pain in store for the economy. Again, I go back to my doctor. It's going to hurt a little bit. No, it's going to hurt a damn lot. As Peter Schiff put it, a bust needs to be in proportion to the boom. So if you have a big giant boom that creates big giant malinvestments, a big giant bubble, then you got to have a big giant bust to go along with it. I mean, that's just how it works. Never before has the central bank pumped this much funny money into the economy. This is the biggest boom ever. Debt levels, never been this high. There's never been this many malinvestments and misallocations. Now, I'll grant you, the Fed has become much less sanguine about the economy. They're now projecting, officially, some of this pain. The Fed forecasts that GDP year-end growth will come in at 0.2%, so basically no growth. And then it's going to rise to 1.2% in 2023. But we've already had back-to-back quarters of negative GDP growth. Remember that? That used to be the definition of a recession until the Spinmeisters at the White House updated the definition. And... Quite frankly, things aren't looking much better for Q3. The Atlanta Fed recently downgraded its third quarter growth projection to 0.3%, so basically zero, and the trend seems to be going down. I'll link to an article in the show notes page about that. So given these dynamics we're seeing in the GDP, I'm not sure how they get to positive growth at the end of the year. I mean, they aren't even saying there will be a recession. It's just a little slowdown in growth, but okay, whatever. Yesterday, we got the conference board's gauge of economic indicators. It wasn't good. Its leading economic index fell 0.3% last month after decreasing 0.5% in July. Economists polled by Reuters had forecast the index dipping to uh, dipping by just 0.1%. So this was the sixth consecutive decline. It's gone down well over 2% over the last six months. Keep in mind, the impacts of this stuff are never immediately, right? I mean, the Fed just pumped up interest rates even more given the negatives in the economy. We're not going to see the the impacts of that immediately. There's always a lag. When they raise rates, it takes a while to, for that to reverberate throughout the economy. So needless to say, this is all less than ideal. So out there in the mainstream, most people seem resigned to the fact that a recession is in the cards, but they still insist that it's going to be short and shallow. 
this is almost certainly more wishful thinking. Why, why should we believe that it's going to be short and shallow? Again, never had a boom this big. The economy's never been this screwed up. So if they continue this course, we're talking massive recession that will make 2008 look like good times. Again, the bust is going to be proportional to the boom. Now, of course, I've been saying all along that the Fed doesn't have the stomach for a big economic crash. Now, confession time. I think I underestimated the Fed's willpower a bit. I now think they're going to push the envelope further than I did a few months ago. I honestly thought the last rate hike might be the last rate hike. I even talked about that possibility. Of course, I was also thinking that CPI was going to drop a bit more as energy prices fell and that you know that would allow them to claim victory and pivot. That said, I still think they're going to pivot. And I think when it It'll happen when it becomes undeniable that we are in the midst of a major economic crash. At that point, the Fed will do what it always does and start stimulating. I still think that's how this is going to play out. I was talking to a friend of mine who's in the investment world, and he actually thinks this is going to happen before the election. He told me he thinks that there's, there's something, something is going to break in the next month to, to six weeks, and that's going to be the trigger. You know, maybe we'll have a Black Monday or some kind of, you know, big failure somewhere. He's convinced that we're at the peak of the cycle right now. And I mean, historically, there have been a lot of crashes in October, so it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. I'm just not quite so sure. I'm not willing to make that bold of a prediction. Um, I think it may play out on a bit longer timeline because I think they're going to be able to deny the impacts on the economy longer than you might think, especially if if the employment dynamics don't drastically change quickly. I think they're going to keep saying, oh, it's not that bad, not that bad, until one day we wake up and it'll be that bad, you know, like they did with the transitory inflation business. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting gunshot because the Fed has acted hawkish longer than I thought it would. Regardless, again, I still think we're get the we I still think we're going to get the pivot. The question is when. But here's the thing. When the pivot happens, inflation is going to be absolutely out of control. That's where I think we're heading. You know, I'm down here in Florida, and we're watching this tropical depression that's developed in the Caribbean. And right now, there really isn't any consensus on how strong it's going to be or how it's going to track. But a good bit of certainty that it is going to develop into a hurricane, uh, a decent probability that it's going to impact Florida or the, at least the eastern Gulf Coast. But we don't know. That's where I feel like we are right now with the economy. You know, everything's in place for a disaster. Everything's spinning up. It's just a question of where and when. Now, the market reaction to all of this was pretty interesting. We got a little bit of a relief rally in stocks right after the FOMC meeting because the Fed didn't go 100 basis points. So a little bit of relief on that. Um, but then we got the predictable stock sell-off yesterday. Meanwhile, gold whipsawed. It went from weekly lows to weekly highs within like 45 minutes um, after the release of the 
uh, Fed minutes. And then yesterday, gold was generally up uh, all day. The predictable sell-off didn't come until overnight into this morning, and now we're actually down below 1650. We were at 1648 um, the last time I looked. So all of this tells me the markets still don't get it. I mean, they're still it's still in their head that the Fed's going to tighten, they're going to be more aggressive, we're going to get a, a short, mild recession, and then everything's going to be okay. I don't think everything's going to be okay. Call me doom and gloom. I could be wrong. I just don't see this playing out as being okay. As I was perusing some of the uh, analysis on the whole Fed thing, one kind of struck me. Uh, she was saying she thought gold is probably near the bottom. And, and, and I mean, you would think at some point the markets are going to figure all of this out, right? She thinks that uh, kind of what Peter said, that the, the sellers are, are, are kind of sorting themselves out at this point. And, and of course, you know, the Fed ain't winning this inflation fight, right? The economy is hurtling toward a cliff. I thought her take on Powell was interesting. She said, quote, Powell was neither hawkish nor dovish, but gloomy. There will be future pain, and a soft landing is increasingly unlikely. Not to mention the pace of Fed hikes clearly indicates a clear policy mistake on inflation. In other words, they got it wrong. Now they're trying to fix it. I think they're going to get that wrong, too. So that's important to remember. You know, they haven't gotten anything right yet. These are still the transitory inflation people, right? These are still the people who told us in 2008 that subprime is contained. There's no problem here. So I'm just saying be skeptical. And, you know, if you're so inclined, this is a great time to buy gold and silver because the prices are low. You buy low, you sell high, right? Prices are definitely low. So maybe today's a good day to call a shift gold precious metal specialist, 1-888-GOLD-160, or you can email them, info at shiftgold.com, or you can go to shiftgold.com, go to the Getting Started tab, and just talk to them right there online in chat, and uh, talk to them about gold and silver. Uh, they'll give you a little bit better feel of what they think's going on with the market and how precious metals can fit into your investment portfolio. Um, I think it's an important part of any investment portfolio, and a lot of people have no exposure to precious metals at all. So this is a good time to get in. Um, so yeah, do that today. Give them a call. And with that, we're going to call this a very cynical and salty gold wrap. Of course, you can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shipgold.com news. If you haven't done it, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap. We're on most of the major podcast platforms. We're also on YouTube. All of this stuff is on the show notes page at shiftgold.com slash news. You can email me, mmahari at shiftgold.com, M-M-A-H-A-R-R-E-Y at shiftgold.com. Love to hear from folks. That's it. I'm done. I've said my piece. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you next time.